Welcome to my Parsha Share. This week we're going to be discussing a very short piece at the end of Parshat Shalach Lecha. And I'm sure you're familiar with it, because if you say Shema, we say it every single day. We say it as part of the Shema. It's the Parsha of Titis. Now the mitzvah of Titis appears a couple of times in the Torah, but here is one of the primary locations for the law of Titis. So, it's an extremely important mitzvah. Now, I guess that half the people who are watching this, we assume that 50-50 is men-women, they don't wear titsis. So, I'll tell you an interesting story, and then I'll talk about the fact that women don't wear titsis, and then we'll uh, kind of delve into the idea of talking about a mitzvah in the Torah, even if we don't necessarily participate in it, which I think is an important theological topic to address, and then we're going to do the shir. So, uh, many years ago, my late grandfather told me, um, he was a rov in Konigsberg in Germany, but he was born in Cologne. Cologne um, is, uh, is in sort of the western part of Germany, and it's uh, next to, it's not far away from Holland and Belgium and those, that location. It's not in the eastern part of Germany, such as places like Berlin, etc. And he told me that there was a community school in Cologne. It was a very from school. Uh, and it was run by uh, Rabbi Karlovach. Rabbi Karlovach was the uncle of the late Rabbi Shlomo Karlovach, with whom I was so closely associated during his lifetime. Um, Rabbi Karlebach ran the school and he was one of the eminent Karlebach family and there was an administrator at the school. Now you must imagine that this story happened probably about a hundred years ago. Certainly it was during the interwar years, it was long before the Second World War. And I, don't th- I don't know if my grandfather was at the school or he was already a teenager or a, in his 20s and out of the school. I'm not quite sure when this occurred. But the administrator at the school was a woman. Again, I'm not uh, entirely sure if she was married or if she was single. But one day she came into school and she was wearing titsis. And there was a big discussion. The board who ran the school were discussing, should they tell this woman to stop wearing titsis because it was uh, an orthodox school? And in orthodox tradition, as we're going to hear in a moment, women don't wear titsis. And they clearly were reluctant to offend her. She was an important employee of the school. She ran the school in terms of its, all its practical applications. She was the administrator. On the other hand, it was a little bit jarring to see a woman walking around with titsis on. They made the decision not to tell her to stop wearing titsis. And their logic was as follows. Had she come to them and asked them a shyla, should I wear titsis, they would have said no. But she never asked them. She decided to take upon herself the mitzvah of wearing titis. There's nothing wrong with a woman wearing titis, apparently, according to the halacha. That means it's something that she can take on if she wants to do. And that being the case, they felt it would be wrong to remove this mitzvah, particularly if she felt connected as a result of observing it. So they left her alone. It's interesting to think, because obviously it was a school in Germany, 
these were yekis, they, they were very makpid on the applications of halacha, even if they didn't necessarily always understand the implications and the depth and the breadth of halacha. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that Rabbi Kalabach wasn't a Talmud Chochem, but the board of the school were balabatim, and they decided on the basis that it would be offensive to her to tell her to stop wearing titis, that they were not going to tell her to stop wearing titis, and she continued to wear titis. I don't know the name of the woman, I don't know anything about the exact timing or the family uh, situation of that woman, but I do know that that's a, a story that my grandfather told me, and he didn't tell it to me in a judgmental way, he told it to me as a story of something that happened in his youth. Women do not wear titis, and the reason is, is because there is this concept of actually, according to the strict halacha, we're going to see that, um, that the Arizal has a slightly different take. According to the strict halacha, titis is something that only applies in the day. That's why you, we put it on at Shachris. Titis, in fact, is not something that applies to every beged. It only applies to a beged that has four corners and can be considered a proper beged. That means it's of sufficient um, width and breadth that it can cover a significant part of your torso, of your body. Uh, and that being the case, we have something that we call a talis that we wear in, in the mornings when we go to shachris. We first put on a talis and we put on our tefillin. But a talis is only something that we wear uh, it, for davening. We, and we don't wear it when we go to mincha. The chazan may wear it, but the, but the, and the baltfila may wear it even for mariv, but we don't wear a talis um, uh, during the day. What do we wear? We wear something called arba kanfois, just a tzitzis, a beged that we wear. Some people wear it underneath their shirt, other people wear it over their shirt. It can be large, it can be small. It has to be of a fairly significant size in comparison to the person who's wearing it. It can't be um, insignificant. That's why, of course, those who wear what we used to refer to in our youth as scarf talesim, which is this very thin strip, like a, like a scarf, which has titis on each corner, though that is not something that can be considered a beged. It's purely there for show. It's PR titis. It's not really titis. Titis has to be a proper beged with which you can do an atifa. What's an atifa? An atifa means that you could wrap it over your head and around your body, and it would cover a significant portion of your body if you did that. So uh, I'm not going to, again, uh, this is not a halachic shear, and I, I'm only delving into this for machshova um, purposes, hashkofa purposes. I'm not talking about this in a halachic sense at all. But it is important to realize that titis is something that you wear during the day. Now, we know that if something is a mitzvah which has a specific time, it's a time-bound mitzvah that doesn't apply to women. But it doesn't mean that the mitzvah doesn't apply to women in terms of the hashkofa of the mitzvah. It doesn't mean that the mitzvah doesn't apply to women in terms of the machshava that the mitzvah may contain. Because we can learn from every mitzvah. I'll give you an example. I'm a levi, I'm not a koyin. In which case, why should I learn all the mesechtois in kodshim? I'm not ever going to bring a korban in terms of um, all the technicalities that are involved in bringing a sacrifice in the Beis HaMikdash. Why should I learn about korbanos? But of course we learn kodshim. It's a very important part 
of our studies. For many, many years, I wrote about this a few weeks ago, and I've, I've written extensively on this in the past. Um, for many years, centuries, there was no such thing as Shemitah. Why? Because there was no Jewish farmland in the land of Israel. And it was only in the 1800s that the Shiloh of Shemitah came up again in practical terms. But that doesn't mean that we had abandoned the study of Shemitah. Men and women, it's irrelevant, by the way. That applies to both men and women. We didn't abandon the study of Shemitah because it wasn't something that was relevant to us. We kept the halacha alive because the hashkofa, the machshova, behind a mitzvah is a very important part of what that mitzvah is, even if we cannot observe it personally. And there's many mitzvahs which we may never observe. There's many mitzvahs. For, I'll give you an example. The vast majority, 99.9% .9 of people, Baruch Hashem, will never have to be involved in a situation of chalitza. Certainly, according to modern day halacha, there's no such thing as yibum. But that doesn't mean we stop learning Masech Yovamas. Masech Yovamas is very much a part of the studies that we have in Yeshiva when we study Gemara, when we study Talmud. And that's because every mitzvah, besides for the practical aspects, besides for the technicalities involved in observing that mitzvah, have very important lessons for us. Why it is that Hashem expected us to keep a mitzvah. If you learn Maseches Makus, you'll learn the mitzvah or, um, relating to an irmiklot and a goyel hadom. Now, I don't expect if anybody um, is involved in a situation where a member of their close family dies in an accident that we can, can be considered a shoigeg, that they are going to go out and kill the person who perpetrated that shoigeg, resulting in the death of their loved one, and that therefore their loved one has to run away to an irmiklot. But there are many lessons that we can learn from all the different aspects of Irmiklot, both in terms of Lomdus, when we learn Gemara, we're very into the Lomdus of the Gemara, how it is that a mitzvah and a halacha can be drawn out of the text of the Torah, and in terms of the Torah Shabbat pair that surrounds it, and also in terms of the, hash, uh, the, the um, Machshava and the Hashkofa that are developed around the themes of these mitzvahs. So to come back to Titus, for all of those in my audience, who are watching this or listening to this, who may never wear tzitzis because they're women and they're not going to be wearing tzitzis. They're not like the lady in Cologne who was the administrator of the school. They're not going to wear tzitzis. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't know about what it is that underpins, that underscores this extremely important mitzvah that merits not only its own section in Parsha Shalach Lecha, but that we mention it every single day when we say the Shema, everybody across the board, somebody says Shema, they will say the final paragraph, which is Vamarta Alehem, and what is it? Vasu Lahem Titis. Says the Nesiva Shalom, Uri Isem Oisai, says the Posuk. You're, you're going to see the Titis. Hashem, you will remember all of the commandments of God. Vasisem Oisam, and then you will do them. You will not run after your, the wishes of your heart and that which your eyes see. You're going to want to do the mitzvahs. Your heart may want to give, send you in another direction. Your eyes may see something and it may 
trigger in you a desire for whatever it is that you've seen. But Reisem Oiso is a Chartem is called Mitzvah Hashem. Mitzvah Hashem will will uh, definitely take precedence if you wear titis. Lemantiz kru in order that you should remember. Vasisem is called mitzvah, you shall do all my mitzvahs, and you will be holy, you will be sanctified to your God. That is the important aspect of titis. You will be ho- you wear titis, you're going to do the mitzvahs, you're not going to be uh, um, running after your heart and your eyes. You will be sanctified before God. Hine, behold, says the Nesiva Sholem. Bemitzvah titis matzinu in yonim me yuchodim she'inom bishar hamitzvahs. In the mitzvah of titis, you find issues and matters which are entirely and completely unique and exceptional. They don't appear. You don't see them. You don't come across them in any other mitzvah. Reishis, let's look at the first one. Why do we do mitzvahs? I'm, I, I always use lulav as, as an example. You shake lulav, forward, side, back, up and down. You shake the lulav. It doesn't say anywhere. If you, uh, if you keep Shabbos, doesn't say or isam oiso zakhatimis mitzvah Hashem. When you eat matzah on Pesach, it doesn't say or isam oiso zakhatimis mitzvah Hashem. It says, by the way, zechelitias mitraim. But not zakhatimitzvah Hashem. There's something unique about titis that's not just to do with titis, it's to do with all the mitzvahs in the Torah. You've got this unique aspect, this exceptional aspect of titis, what the Nasida Shalom calls Inyan Seguli. Ur isem oiso zachatem is komitvay sashem. Leman tizkuru. You have titis in order that you should remember. You should be reminded, vasisem es komitvay sashem, and then you will do all my mitzvay, says Hashem. There's a Gemara, it's a Menachus Memdalad Omid Aleph. This is what the Gemara says. There was a fellow, and he was very fussy about making sure that he always wore titis. One time it occurred that there was a terrible Avera that he was about to commit. You hear that? He was going to do the Avera. He was literally about to do the Avera. His fortitis smacked him in the face. Now, I don't know if it means it literally that they flicked him in the face or whether suddenly he noticed his titis. And as a result, he was saved from this terrible challenge that he had. He was going to do the Avera. He's going to do something wrong. And he didn't do it because he had the titis. They smacked him in the face. We need to understand that. Titis, that's the only thing? That's the thing which you need? How about uh, having a chumish in front of you at all times? What is it about titis that makes them uniquely able? And then we have this curious idea 
that as a result of wearing tittis, you will be sanctified before God. Just doing the mitzvah of tittis will mean that you'll, be, you'll become holy. Let's remember what the word holy means. You've heard me say this before. What does the word holy mean? It means separate. It means separate to be better, but separate. There's no such thing as this, sort of, it's a modern day concept, this kind of um, wishy-washy, woolly idea of something that's holy and spiritual, makes you feel good, like makes you feel in this spiritual, sacred space. There's nothing like that in Judaism. Kodesh has a specific meaning. It means separate. Why is Shabbos Kodesh? Because it's separate from all the other days of the week. That's what we're going to see. Why is it that a Jew is Kodesh? Because we're separate from all the other nations in the world. Why is a Kohen Kodesh? Because a Kohen is separate from the rest of Klal Yisrael. So the idea of Kodesh is not that it is Kodesh holy, whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. I, I, I'm looking for a definition. The word holy in Judaism has a very specific connotation. And that is that it's separate. Separate to be better, by the way. That's what it means. But it means separate. Somebody who separates himself from immorality from immoral relationships is Kodesh. Why? He's separated himself, he's removed himself, he's prevented himself from being involved in the immorality that he could be involved with. In which case, how do you understand that Titis turns you into a Kodesh? It says, Why? You wear Titis, suddenly you're separate? We just heard a story from Menachas from Meseches Menachas. The fellow was ready to do an Avera. He hardly sounds like a holy man. We're not talking about the, the grace of We're talking about a very ordinary fellow. He was an Odom Poshet, Verak Mitzvah Titis Hayazahir. The only thing he really kept properly, or maybe at all, was the Mitzvah of Titis. In which case, why be Yisem Kedoshim Leloikechem? Umikoycha Bo'u Yosav. It's only as a result of the tzitzis that he didn't do the Avera. He was ready to do the Avera. Not only ready. He wanted to do the Avera. And then the tzitzis hit him in the face and he didn't do the Avera. Does that make you a Kodesh? No, it makes you... It's a kind of preventive measure. But it doesn't make you a Kodesh. It's true that we can't find anywhere else in the Torah that there is a mitzvah that can save you from other Averas. In that respect, Tzitzis is very unique. But nevertheless, how does that make you a Kadosh? That's puzzling. It could be that Tzitzis has a specific role in that it prevents you from doing something that you ought not to do. But it doesn't mean that it makes you holy. That's a whole new level. Over Sifri Issa, Sifri has an explanation or something to say about this pasuk. Magid Yisrael. It says that, in fact, Tzitzis increases the kedusha of Am Yisrael. Tama And we need to really understand how that works. What are the dynamics here? What are the dynamics of Tzitzis increasing kedusha? I understand it in preventing. Tumor, preventing Averos, that I get. 
says the Nasiba Sholem. I get the concept that Tzitzis acts as a barrier. It acts as a preventive measure. But I don't understand this idea that it increases Kedusha. What is the unique aspect of Tzitzis that elevates it? Yosem Mishakola Mitzvah more than any of the other Mitzvahs. Shemusugeles Lahaskes Kola Mitzvahs Velasois. And the truth is, every Mitzvah we the truth is, every mitzvah is special, and every mitzvah should make you holy, could make you holy. Why do we only mention this in conjunction with the, with the mitzvah of tzitzis, lishmer ma'avera lahoisiv kedusha, that the fact that you are protecting yourself from avera will somehow increase your levels of kedusha. That seems, by the way, of course, that's the theme very often of the Nesivas Sholem. He has this concept of sur meirav asetoiv, he talks about it very often, I've mentioned it regularly. This idea that being a sur meirah is one aspect of your role as a Jew, as part of the chosen people, but va'asei toiv is a separate thing. Tzitzis seems to fall in the rubric of sur meirah, but how does it become also an asei toiv? The Medrash says, when discussing that which we've been talking about, Isa, Moshul It's a wonderful parable. Somehow it's a mushal to explain what we're trying to convey. The mushal has this parable the, that there is a fellow who's drowning, he's fallen into the water and he's drowning. The captain of the ship of the boat throws a rope to the water. And he says to the fellow who's drowning, grab hold of that rope. Hold on to it with all your strength. Make sure you don't leave go. Why? Because if you leave go, you're not going to have any chaim. You need to be fully attached to that rope. You need to make sure that you don't let go until such time as you're back onto the ship, as it were, onto dry land, so that you can survive. Because if you're in the water, you're certainly going to die. Af. That is what God is saying to the Jewish people. As long as you are connected to mitzvahs, if you treat them like a rope that's been thrown by somebody who's trying to save your life as you're drowning in the water. That's what it means. You grab hold of the rope. You're holding with all your might and all your strength onto the rope that can ensure your survival and that can ensure that you are going to remain in the world of life as opposed to in the world the Olam HaTachtoin. You're going to fall into, into the terrible depths of whatever it is that takes you away from your mission in life, which is to be connected to God. What's the Medrash trying to convey, really? Let, let's try and understand the Medrash. Why did the Medrash mention this specifically when it came to the parasha of Tzitzis at the end of um, parasha Shlach Lecha? Because that's where this Medrash is. If you look it up, you'll see it's at the end of Shlach Lecha. Why is the Medrash here? The Medrash is here. Do you want to know what that string is? Do you want to be attached to that rope? Do you want to really be attached and hold on and make sure you never let, let go? You're always keeping the mitzvahs of Hashem. Hold on to the tzitzis. The tzitzis are the rope. Tzitzis b'meyuchad yachevel ha'makasha yehudi liyoiz dovuk b'ashem izborach. 
Do you want to be that person represented by the Pasuk Atem Advekim Bashem Chayim Kulchem Hayoim? Do you want to be that person? You've got to make sure to hold on to the titis. The titis is your life-saving rope. That's what they are. Again, I'm speaking conceptually here. We're trying to convey the hashkofa behind the mitzvah. We're trying to understand what the mitzvah of titis represents. As long as you have this rope in your hands, as you have this string attached to you, your life, you're going you're gonna to live, you're going to survive. You're going to be good. We need to really understand something slightly more. That is in this one is not in Medrash Rabbah, it's in Sifri. It's an incredible idea. It seems to relate to that which we saw in Menachis, the Gemara Menachis. Somebody who is Mekayim, the mitzvah of Tzitzis, somebody who carries out, who observes, fully observes, buys into, really. Let's, let's take it at that. Buys into this concept of Tzitzis. Do you know what it's like? It's like he observed the entire Torah. Kol ha-Torah kulosh. Because the Posuk says it. This is what the Sifri says. The Posuk says, Not it's mitzvah Hashem. Es kol Mitzvah Hashem. Kol HaToyrah Kula. You are observing the whole Torah. Where are your titis? Hope you got your titis on you. I hope you believe in the mitzvah of titis because titis is Kol HaToyrah Kula. Kamosha Mefarish Rashi. Rashi explains. Sheminyan Gematria Shel Titis. What is the Gematria? The numerical value of the letters in the word titis. Tzadi Yud, Tzadi Yud, Sof. So it's 600, Sadi Yud is 100, Sadi Yud is 100, and Sof is 400. You have 600. So you have eight strings on each titis. That's why you have to have eight strings. If you only have seven, the titis apostle. You have eight strings. You have five knots. Five plus eight is 13. So you have 600 plus 13 is 613 mitzvahs. Tzitzis represents kol mitzvah Hashem. It's not random. That number isn't random. The chen oimrim koidem atifas tzitzis. And those of you who say the special tefillah that you're meant to be saying before you wrap yourself up in your talus in the morning when you're davening. What do you say? Hareini misatef gufi. I am wrapping up. I'm surrounding my body, but tzitzis with tzitzis. Kach keintis atef nishmosi uramach evarayesh sagidai ba'ir hatzitzis ha'ile taryag. The tefillah has it in absolute literal terms. In the same way that I'm wrapping myself up in this beged, so too may the ayir had the light of the tzitzis. Such a beautiful metaphor. The light of the tzitzis wrap me up in all the the 613 mitzvahs, and I have 248 evarai, which means my limbs, but different parts of my body. Ushasa gidai, and I've got 365 gidim, whatever that may mean. It's not important. These are terms that Chazal use to define and describe the human body. 248 and 365, totaling 613. The tzitzis totals 613. You have to understand 
that the mitzvah of tzitzis somehow has an effect, an impact on every aspect of the human, the physical human condition. And there in the Gemara Menachas that we already mentioned, it says, It actually says it explicitly in a much more explicit fashion that the mitzvah of tzitzis is worth in, in the same value terms as all the 100, 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. I guess the other 612 plus titsis. The truth is, titsis is not unique in this way, and that's what I was referring to earlier. There are other mitzvahs in the Torah where we talk about this idea that they are of equal value to all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Let's give an example. Chazal say, and this is, you see it in Shmois Rabbah, in the Medrash on Shmois, Shekula Shabbos Kenegetol Kol Tariag Mitzvahs. The Mitzvah of Shabbos is also worth, in equal terms, all the 613 Mitzvahs. Um, and, Kemoshikos of Harambam, and the Rambam writes in Perigimel of Hilchas Talmud Torah, a Mitzvah's Talmud Torah, if the study of Torah, what does he say? Shehi Shekula Kenegetol Tariag Mitzvahs. Just the study of Torah has equal value, is on equal terms with all the 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. Okay. The truth is, we can understand, he says, he's explained this. We know why Shabbos is valued at the same level as 613 mitzvahs. We know why Talmud Torah is valued at the same level as 613 mitzvahs. What is that? Because we say, we say, whenever he says, he's talking about Kabbalistic ideas. We have this concept, itin means pieces of advice, like an eitzah. It's the, um, it's the Aramaic word for eitzah, itin. You have 613 pieces of advice guidance that you are receiving as to how you should to to cleave to Hashem to come close to God. You have 613 methods, advice that you can get through these things. If you are looking for roots to Hashem, each one of them individually offers you some passage, some portal into a connectedness with God. That's why Shabbos is worth every mitzvah. Why? Because the whole idea of Shabbos, actually the concept behind Shabbos, it's not obscure, it's not secondhand, it's, it's overt in that Shabbos is about connecting to Hashem. We devolve ourselves from the activities of the week so that we can connect to God. Now, so if Shabbos is something, is a mitzvah by which we can directly connect to God, not it's a route, it's a portal into God, but it's a direct connection to God, then we can say that Shabbos is of equal value to Tariag mitzvahs because it's doing the same thing. It serves the same purpose in a more overt way. Shabbos in and of itself is a yoim dveikus, therefore it has, it echoes this idea that a mitzvah individually can bring you closer to God. Shabbos in and of itself, that's the whole purpose. It's not 
just you do the mitzvah and then somehow you're going to find a route to God. That's why it's there to be good with God. The Chay Mitzvah's Talmud Torah, and so too the mitzvah of studying Torah. Torah is something which gives us instruction. It gives us information as to how we should behave as Jews. Both the Torah Shebichsav and the Torah Shebaal Peh, that's the written Torah, and the Torah, which is oral Torah, which we have today recorded in Chazal, in Gemara, and in Medrash, etc. But in and of itself, the Torah brings you closer to Hashem, right? The word Onoichi is actually Roshe Tevis for a posuk on a nafshi ksivas Yehovis, or for, for this phrase, this idea. What does that mean? What does that phrase mean? The idea of Anoichi is Everything about your life is Anoichi. Everything that you do is connected to Torah. Everything that you see reveals more Torah to you. The idea is that I'm, everything I do brings a greater love and appreciation, a connectedness to God. That's the idea. That's what it is. By learning Torah. That's the word of God. It's the living word of God. It's not about doing the mitzvahs that are contained in the Torah. In and of itself, studying Torah, studying the word of Hashem, the word that Hashem gave to us in order to be connected to Him, through that, you can get Histabkus with Hashem simply by studying the word of Hashem, which we have through the medium of Torah. That's the idea. And that's what the word Onoichi, as, as is contained in this Gemara in Masecha Shabbastav Kufei, that's what it's trying to convey. And the Zohar, the principal Kabbalistic work that gives us so much important information says, God, the Torah, and Israel are all one. They're all connected. You have this idea that there's three things and they all come together as one. They're all identical or identified with each other. Explains the Nesiva Shalom. What is the glue that connects Yisrael with God? How? Because we're animals in the end. We're not. We're human beings that are mammals. In which case, how can we connect to the divine? We have a catalyst. We have a portal. We have a connective tissue. It's called the Torah. That's what the. That's what says the Nesiva Shalom. That's what the. Um, Zohar means when it says that Kuchabrichu Oraisa Yisrael Kulachad. It's through the Oraisa between Kuchabrichu and Yisrael that we can connect to God. Yisrael connects to Kuchabrichu through the medium of Oraisa. In which case, it's perfectly reasonable to suggest that. The Talmud Torah, studying the word of Hashem, is worth all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Why? Again, like Shabbos, because it brings, the, it brings you to this um, platform, 
that you need to be on in order to be connected to God. You can, by the way, keep a mitzvah and not even know what you're doing. You know, I, I could train a monkey to eat in a sukkah on sukkahs. I could train a dog not to uh, do anything, not to carry on Shabbos. Does it know what it's doing? never goes out on Shabbos. By the way, you, you, you have a chiv. Your animals are not allowed to break Shabbos. That's true, right? You're not, you're not allowed to let your animals work in the field on Shabbos. Why? They also have a role, but they don't know what they're doing. They got no mitzvah for that. That's your mitzvah. Why? Because you know what Shabbos is. You make sure your animals don't break the laws of Shabbos. That's your role. In fact, we know that Rebbe Nazari had a donkey that went out on Shabbos with something um, and it was carrying. There was no era of where he was, and it was carrying. And he was, it was, a, it was a disaster as far as he was concerned. He said, there must be something I'm not doing properly. That's what the Gemara says. He, there must be something I'm not doing properly because my animal broke Shabbos and he had a whole cheshben and nefesh. I'm not going to go into that story now. But the idea is that only a human being, a Jew, can keep Shabbos because he understands that it's meant to bring you closer to Hashem, in which case we can understand why studying Torah, which is the same as Shabbos, studying Torah, knowing what the Torah demands of you and why, brings you closer to Hashem, which means it's keneged tariag mitzvahs. Ach gabe mitzvahs tzitzis, but when it comes to tzitzis, that equation doesn't work quite the same way. Tarech biya why would we say that tzitz, I understand Torah, I understand Shabbos, tzitzis, tzitzis doesn't make any sense. That's what Nesiv Shalom says. Let's look at Erechaim, says the Nesiv Shalom. The Erechaim, Chaim ben Benisti, he says, he's, he has an idea as to why it is that we, uh, how it is we can reconcile this issue. He says, but Parsha Zu about this Parsha, the Inyan Hatzitzis who Kmashikosva Toysfus by Menachus, the Toysfus in Menachus. Toysfus, by the way, was the, um, they were Talmidim and Talmidim of Talmidim of Rashi. They took the concept of Rashi about explaining the Gemara at its most basic level. They took it to the next level by bringing other Gemaras so that we could bring greater understanding from the Gemara, but often dealt with issues on the page and, and more than often. Um, offered halachic guidance based on the halachas that are contained in the Gemara. And Toysfus says in Menachus, it says that uh, in its Divri Hamaschil Choysam. Okay, the word on the page, it's Daf Mem Gimel Omed Beis. Look it up in Menachus. Shalakach medamin b'gemara tzitzis l'choysam. Why is it that tzitzis are compared to choysam? What's choysam? Choysam, I'm going to use the word that's most usually, it's usually... Um, used to translate the word chaisam, seal. But in this context, it means brand, okay? Not just a seal, but somehow an identifying brand. Titsis is a chaisam. Titsis is a brand. It's the same as when you have a slave. I never owned a slave and I never will. But when they owned slave, they used to brand the slaves in order so that people could identify it. When they see somebody walking on the street, say, who does that person belong to? They would say, this person belongs to whoever it was. Why? They would know. It's like a dog tag. It identifies the dog to the owner. That's the whole idea. Tzitzis identifies us with our owner. 
שמעיד על ישראל שהם עבדי הקודש ברוך הוא. It identifies us as servants of Hashem. That is how we are identified. ועל פי זה מבאר מדוע מצווה ציטיס היא דווקא בארבע קמפייס בלוי בשודש. And now we can understand why ציטיס only works when it's four corners. The Begit has to have four corners. Three is not sufficient. If we're going to suggest this in- incredible idea that Tzitzis is a, um, is a sign of um, indebtedness or that you are a servant, servitude, that's the best word, servitude to God, then it's important that everybody knows who the Odoin is. Not that you are a servant. That's one level, by the way. Branding is one level. If, if somebody is branded in a particular way, then you know that they are branded, but you don't know who necessarily they belong to. So you need to know they belong to. How can we do that? The Tzitzis is an indicator as to who the Odoin, who the master is in this dynamic. You find the same idea in, in mortal kings, like a uniform. A particular uniform is identified with a particular leader or particular country. It's like a flag in a way. But when you wear a uniform, you can tell when you look at an army uniform, okay, oh, that's an Israeli soldier, that's an American soldier, that's a soldier from some other country. You can tell by the uniform they wear. They branded themselves as being, they're identifying with a particular location, a particular ideology, a particular leader. That's the same idea with Tzitzis. Yase means simon echod la'avod v'nikra simon shal kol echod. Ukamoy ken gozar Hashem shenase simon avoidaseinu and Hashem made a specific request, a requirement, that every single person who identifies with him and wants to be identified with him can only do so if they wear a beged, a garment that has these four corners. You know what it is? We have this idea, I know that we're not part of the Flat Earth Society, but on a very basic level, we always refer to the four corners of the Earth. And therefore, if you have a four-cornered Beged, on each corner you put something that identifies you through the Beged as somebody who believes that there is a Hashem, who is the master of all four corners of the Earth and beyond. But if the Talis doesn't have four corners, it's no use to put titsis on three because it doesn't convey anything. Just, they're just strings hanging on the edge of a garment. But when you've got four corners, suddenly it changes completely. Those four corners represent the four corners of the earth as we understand it and describe it, which means that God is the master of all. He is the omnipotent creator. The nimtza and now we can understand that based on the holy words that we've just heard, we can understand that there's two elements to Titsis and it makes Titsis special at two levels. It is the brand of God. It is 
the seal of God on each individual that partakes in Titus or believes in the concept of Titus at two levels. It is both the brand that the king gives, it's the uniform that he gives us to wear. So that we can demonstrate, or he is demanding of us that we demonstrate that he is our master and that we are his servants. But at the same, at the, it's parallel, but it's equally important. We can demonstrate by wearing the titis that we are servants of God. Not that he demands that we show that we are servants of God, but that we, as it were, voluntarily or willingly are, are going to wear these titis that we can demonstrate that we are the children or the servants of God. Um, we can demonstrate that God is the omnipotent creator, as it were, the four corners of the earth. We know that titis are somehow connected to this idea that we say in Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu, and then we add Hashem Echod. What does Hashem Echod mean? It actually signals something. Hatalis atzmahi keneged elef alef de echod. The one talus, it's one beged, that is something which is connected to the oneness of God, the uniqueness of God. That's why we have one talus. Why do we have eight? Eight also is connected to Echod. There's the letter Ches, which is eight, and we have eight titis strings which fall off the end of each tassel. The Arba Kamfois connected Dalad, and then you have this idea of the four Kamfois, the four corners, and that is why you have the Dalad. Aleph is Talus, Ches is the titis strings. And the Dalad is Arba Kampfeit. You've got everything encapsulated in this wonderful signaling that is contained in the word Hashem Echad. Uminion ha who lamed tes. How many Krichos uh, are there? There are 39 Krichos. Gematria de Havaya Echad. So the 39 that you have is Gematria of Havaya, which is the name of Hashem. 26 and then Echad, which is 13, and therefore 26 plus 13 is, um, is, uh, is uh, 39, and therefore, Vahakesha Elyon Shuhumi do Erais Maramesha Titis Yakesha bin Akodishbochu Bisral. And ultimately, the, the top Kesher is the Kesher, the Shehumi do Araisa. A Kesher Elion Shumi do Araisa, Meramesha Titis, Yakesher bin Akodish Borchu Bisral. Ultimately, the fact that, that the Torah demands of us that we wear Titis and that we acknowledge the importance of Titis and through that acknowledge the 613 mitzvahs, that is the bond between God and the Jewish people. Shehi Chaisman Shela Kodish Borchu, Mitzad Kodish Borchu, Mitzad Yisrael. From both points of view, from God's point of view, that He imposes it on us. And from our point of view that we wear them with love and devotion and demonstrate, we, through that, had this bond with God. It's a two-way street, Hashem on us and us back to Hashem. We didn't specific, even though this medrash was brought 
in the Medrash with reference to the parsha at the end of Shlach Lecho, which was about Titus, it didn't specifically refer to Titus. It talked about all the mitzvahs. Ach, mid Amr Zois Legaba mitzvah Titus, the fact that it mentions this idea of a Tema Dreikim Hashem, Chaim Kulchem Hayoim, specifically. Um, when talking about the mitzvah of Titus at the end of Shlach Lecha, Mashmash is a Omer al Titus. Ultimately, what it's trying to convey to you is that this idea is related to the mitzvah of Titus, specifically. She calls man As long as you've got this mitzvah of Titus in your hand, that this mitzvah of Titus is important to you, you're holding on to the rope, as it were, you've got life. Shehu Ka'amur. Um, the fact that tzitzis are the seal, the brand of God on the people, and that the connection to God is through Torah, that the Torah is the connection between God and the Jewish people, as long as this Rope, as it was, in your hand. We're talking specifically about the tzitzis here in the Medrash. Gufa shehi chevel hakeshe v'advekus ben kutsho b'richo b'Yisrael. When we say v'atem hadvekem b'Hashem, atem hadvekem b'Hashem, chayim kulchem hayoyim, kol ha-mitzvah shebatayra, we're talking specifically about tzitzis because oz yesh lecho chayim, you have life. V'atem hadvekem b'Hashem elokeichem chayim, and now we understand Now we can understand why Titus has the value of all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Because we have this one aspect in Titus which is unique to Titus. Because this is the connective tissue. The tzitzis is what connects us to Hashem. It's a physical representation of our connection to Hashem, as opposed to just a portal, a way that we could connect to God in a kind of ephemeral sense. This is a physical object. It's like the seal that we would have. It's like when you get married and you wear a ring and that shows that you're married. You wear tzitzis, you're demonstrating, as it were, that you're married to Hashem. It's a physical um, uh, demonstration it's a physical way of showing that you are connected to God. And that's why this, it's so important. The mitzvah of titis is not just an ordinary mitzvah. It's not just one of those other mitzvahs that we do, like all the other 612. Titis is unique. Through that you can remember, remind yourself, and you won't drift away. And that's what it means in that Gemara in Menachos, that the Titus came and slapped him, flicked him around the face. Whether it was physical or not, it's not important. The Titus acted as that guide. He may have not kept any other mitzvah in the Torah in the same way, but the fact that he was makpit on Titus meant it's as if he kept all the Torah, because in the end, that's what happened. The Titus motivated him. They propelled him into the mitzvahs of Hashem. The Titus are a seal. They are a brand that you can have that connects you to God, that connects God to the Jewish people. And Now we understand 
That's why we have this idea that when you put the talus on, you've got to cover yourself completely. Before you just put it on, you wrap it around your head. You have this idea that you're wrapping yourself in the whole talus. What's the end of the bracha? You say, To wrap yourself, not just to wear the titis, not al ha titis. To wrap yourself up in the titis. In fact, the mitzvah, you could say, is only to make titis. Kedilim that's where it, elsewhere it says in the Torah that you should make fringes, you should make these tassels on the four corners of your beged, um, right? But that's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is his atif batitis. It's not good enough just to make the titis. You need to wear them and wrap yourself up in them completely. Make sure that every aspect of you is wrapped up in the titis. You've got to make sure of it. It's symbolic in that you are encapsulating every part of you, the 248 and the um, 365 Gidim, every aspect of your physical presence, of your physical body, is wrapped up in Tzitzis. It's a Kesher between Kutcha Baruch and Yisrael through the Oiraisa, and it is this connection that can exist. It's the rope that you're holding onto when you're drowning. At any moment that you could drown, the Tzitzis are going to keep you alive and make sure that your life is sustained. And it's similar to that which we found in the mitzvah of tefillin. She can neged halev that you put the tefillin next to your heart. The shabed bozet tavas tavos machshavos lebeinoy laavoidosoi yisparach shemay. Because you want to make sure that your heart, that which draws you away from God, is connected to God. You're wearing the tefillin on your left arm, and you're putting it next to your heart. Of course. It only works if you're right-handed, you're putting it on your left. If you're putting it on your right arm when you're left-handed, it's not quite next to your heart. But all of this is symbolism. The symbolism is important because it's trying to convey something to you. Tzitzis need to be one thing. Letzatev batzitzis. Tefillin needs to be next to your heart, next to, means, um, next to your head, because it's going to be connecting you to Hashem. Tariag mitzvahs heimokaneged tariag ha'ivorim ha'gidim. Because the tariag mitzvahs, which are somehow going to be indicated through the, three, the 365 and the 248, it's a symbol. It's a symbol. The talis connects to your physical body and therefore connects every aspect of you to the mitzvahs of Hashem, which is tariag, which is that same number, 613. That's why I mentioned at the beginning. The Ari says, actually, you should wear, even though you're not meant to, you, don't have to, you couldn't make a bracha in the night, you should continue wearing tzitzis at night. You should wear it when you're sleeping, which is a kind of free time, freestyle. Things could go wrong when you're asleep. It's a kind of a metaphor. David HaMelech went into the bathhouse and he saw he was naked of any mitzvah. 
Orem is a, is a kind of uh, uh, an ambiguous word. Orem could also mean he was devoid of any mitzvahs, but the, he, he was naked, and therefore he was naked of mitzvahs. And from here we know that at night he had a mitzvah, mitzvah tzitzis. the mitzvah of tzitzis is something that's important, at least according to the Arizal. Many, many people don't keep it. In Chabad, I know they wear titus at night. There may be other Hasidic groups that wear titus at night. But this is where the idea comes from. That even at night, when you don't have to wear titus, you've got this free time, as it were, from observing the mitzvah of titus, but you should still encapsulate your 248 and 365 with the 613, which is corresponding to the 365 plus 248. That's titus. The corresponding titis should wrap you up at night so that you should also be connected to Hashem even when you're disconnected from the physical world because you're sleeping. And this is what it means when it says in Sifri that the mitzvah of titis increases kedusha, holiness and sanctity in the Jewish people. Because every aspect of the Jewish person is encapsulated by the mitzvah of titis. It's not just one thing that you're doing. And it's not just that you're doing a mitzvah even if it involves your whole body. It's something that involves your whole body to connect all of your body to 613 mitzvahs. Um, and therefore, that's why you say lehis atif titis. And that's why titis through the tariag mitzvahs, which are somehow, somehow going to be infused into your body as a chartem, by seeing the titis, by wrapping yourself up in the titis, you will remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. That in and of itself is going to increase and elevate your levels of kedusha. It's not just sur meirah. It's not just about preventing yourself from doing averus, but actually wrapping yourself up. It's a beautiful metaphor using titis to wrap yourself up in mitzvahs. And that's what we should be doing. We'll leave it here. Thank you.